Mulder Was Right is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash mwrcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us on this episode of Mulder Was Right. We are a comedy-based podcast that talks about conspiracy theories and alternative facts. I am your host, Brendan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Curtis. Joe. Sakeev. And Joe. And that's all who we have here today. There's not two Joes. There's two Joes. There's not. There's only one. There's two Joes. Uh, anyway, thanks guys for thanks guys for tuning in. That was a really professional introduction. Like, I feel like we're in an entirely, entirely right. different podcast than we used to be. Uh, I, I, yeah. Um, I feel like this is a new day. Are you saying we're not professional, Chris? This is a, this yes. is a new day. That's exactly what I'm saying. We are revamping you, our image, Chris. Uh, what do you think about that, Joe? Didn't you get, get that? Don't appreciate it, Joe. Wow, both Joes weighing in on that issue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, we before, are we, before, we, before we hop right into this topic here, um, check us out on Anchor. Uh, it's, it's an app. It's kind of like Twitter meets... Uh, meets podcasting. You okay. Know, short, short, short little blips. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, we talk about an alternative fact uh, every other day or every three days or, you know, whatever. But we talk about a lot of alternative facts. So tune into that. It's like an additional 35 minutes of content that you get to listen to every week. So if you like this, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Go, Brendan. Why don't we just dive right into Let's our topic? Let's do some diving. Here. Is this topic about diving? It's not. Mm. So Brendan no has been sharks very secretive about this topic. No, folks. no, like no, no, very sharks. secretive. Um, I I didn't want to give anything away. You know, I I want your genuine reactions, and I want you guys to be surprised when we talk yeah. about this because this one's really big and weird and and really fun. All right, I completely either agree or disagree with you. This Whichever the... way you go, I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> it's, it's certainly <laughs> the most blind I've ever gone in to uh, an episode. Uh, okay. Don't don't dive in blind, dog. Get your head. You should watch where you're diving. Yes. You should pay attention to the waters in which you plummet yourself. Definitely. Very much, as well as how deep those waters are. That is a key uh, aspect. <laughs> and how deep does this theory go, Brendan? Anyway, so I'm glad that we've given uh, everyone our perspective on uh, diving. And, you know, we're not lifeguards, but theoretically. I disagree with that. It's an important discussion. It, it's an important discussion to have. And I'm now that we've had that you. discussion, why don't we move into our main topic for today? Dive safely. <laughs> 1880. Good year. Is this uh, the 1880 didn't happen? No. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, Leonard Woolley Leonard didn't happen. was born April 17th, <laughs> 1880 in Upper Clapton, London. I disagree. He grew up with two brothers and was the son of a clergyman. Now, of his two brothers, uh, one of them joined the clergy and became... Uh, or what? While the other became a huge collector of artifacts from Malaysia. That's a job. It's it's a job. Like like Indiana Jones. Uh, not really. Okay. It's just that's cool. Actually, just collect things. Oh, I mean that's that is pretty cool. Like 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 collecting coins. Okay, so um, he's no Harrison Ford. Gotcha. Yeah, I want to point out that this brother, um, the second brother of the two, um, he looks 
kind of like uh, Harrison Ford. No, he doesn't look like Harrison Ford, Joe. <laughs> he looks like uh, Vinny Santorini, uh, who many people don't know who that is. Uh, well, uh, that's correct. Vinny Santorini um, is the Italian demolitions expert from the movie Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Okay, you know the guy who's like, oh, er, gunpowder, nitroglycerin. Notepads, fuses, wicks, glue, and paper clips. Big ones. Oh, you is, know, just office supplies. Is this a, uh, like are a... we talking about the animated Disney yes, movie? Yes, 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 yeah. we are. Great <laughs> okay, good, flick. Good. That's a great movie. It is, it is. It's like a squat, round gentleman. No, that is uh, Mole. Yeah. He is. No, that one's the, Mole. The, this guy's the this guy's the guy who had um, he's the dude a with match, the cool mustache, big yes. mustache. And he's always smoking. Um, no, he had a match inside of his, match inside his yeah. mouth. Oh, it was a match. It was a match. Yeah, I you, have can't, not, you can't smoke in Disney. I have not seen that film. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's a great, great. movie. Um, Joe, you are wrong. You can smoke in Disney. I don't know if you've seen classic Disney films, but yeah, but this was smoke. like two thousand. Oh yeah, but other people totally smoke. In this that also movie. ties into <laughs> our diving discussion. Yeah, twenty like twenty thousand leagues under the sea. This is Captain Nemo. That is a deep enough distance it is safe to dive into those waters. Anyway, so Leonard Woolley, um, he kind of looks like a Bond villain. Okay. Um, is he always scheming? He, uh, not really. No. Um, it's it's not really part of his personality. Okay. Uh, but non-schemer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he kind of looks like a Bond villain. Um, he he kind of looks. Have you guys seen Indiana Jones and uh, yeah, Last ref- Crusade? I was just re- referencing it. Yeah. 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 The third one. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the uh, the American businessman who's like the Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, guy. He kind of looks like that guy. Okay. So that's that's so sort of the person we're talking. You mean about Donald here. Trump? No. <laughs> oh, American businessman who's a Nazi sympathizer threw me off. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I can see you get that confused. I've never seen you this see, movie. Uh, so. I think Donald Trump was a little young to be in that movie. So. So he might have been short round. So so I think that's the only reason why he wasn't cast. Yeah, I think otherwise they were just. No, he was perfect for the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, at an early age, Wooly showed interest in digging in the dirt. He excelled at brushing off dirt uh, <laughs> on things varied. Wait, is this about? Is this a conspiracy about digging? No. Because that's just to... like diving with dirt. <laughs> you have to stab the earth. <laughs> no. Um, I'm, I'm just, just. Let's back up from a conspiracy here, and let's just let's just dive into some history. Here. Oh, is this just a big alternative fact? No, because we only do those two things. No, 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 no. Just, just, just back up from the from the conspiracy thing. We'll get there, <laughs> but just let's let's just let's just learn about Leonard Woolley. We're just okay. learning about Leonard. Old Good Woolley. old Leonard. Leonard. He's a non-schemer. Woolley. Non-schemer. Old Woolley called that in college. Likes to dig. He likes to dig. Um, I'm and like, he was seriously imagining the mole person persona. It's 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 right it's now. not. Uh, anyway, so uh, basically the way that I wrote this, I was making a joke because archaeologists like to dig. Mm-hmm. He wanted to become an archaeologist. Okay. That was his thing. I get it. Yeah. All right, Brendan. Um, and so uh, in 1905, uh, Woolley joined the Ashmolean Museum staff in Oxford as an assistant. Um, this building uh, kind of looks like the Pantheon. Uh, with the entrance, and it's the world's first unity or world's first university museum, uh, being erected in 1678. Okay, so it's a it's a little old. It's Uh, well it's it's well established. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, so he's been working there for a year, and we're in nineteen nineteen oh six now. So he's like twenty six. 
I didn't do the math, but yes. He's born in 1880. Yes, so. that's that yes, that is correct. He's 26 now. And so um he was basically uh told by uh Arthur Evans, who's another archaeologist, that he was going to run the excavation site at Cornbridge. Um and this is the literal definition of fake it till you make it, uh, because here's a quote um, from Woolley. Uh, he's recalling the day that he was assigned to the expedition, and uh, he says, I'd never studied archaeology methods, even from books, and I, and I had not any idea how to make a survey or ground plan. This dude's a champ. He's just a champ. <laughs> so, so he's just sort fake of... Fake it till you make it. They just gave it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just like, they were like, he was like, hey, you know, you're new, but we got to get some stuff done, and you're in charge now. Sometimes if you just what bullshit it enough, like, you can do anything. Yeah. You were saying, Keith. Wouldn't that be great if, like, all jobs worked like that? Like, if they were just like, hey, we need somebody to do this. Oh, do the job. So you're talking about bullshitting to the top. That that sounds like a great idea. That's yeah, you, how like that does sound great. You're talking about if life is just really easy. Yeah, what's not great about that? That would be either no, bullshit be to the top, or you do something, and people were just like, "Hey, you do this thing in some capacity. Let's make you do it even more, just because you do you it. You do more. Like, that that thing. would be great. <laughs> in a strange way, you have described doing doing a job and being promoted that because you do a thing hey let's make you do well, that even more but in more of a capacity like not just hey you're already doing this thing let's make you do a thing that's one step above this more i'm talking more along the lines of hey two steps you're, above. you don't really have much of a name going on but we're just gonna have you do this thing mm -hmm. i think we're hitting you know? the depths of tautological uh we're entering the depths of tautology right now and um it's becoming very confusing. Yeah, I mean, I would like Brendan to continue with with his story about this man. Yep, we're gonna go back into the depths of uh, the story and and what he was digging for. You keep making digging references. It's got to be something. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> Nevertheless, he find an ancient Egyptian god buried underneath the ground. Nevertheless, he did uncover the Cornbridge lion from the site, which is a large statue of a lion standing over an animal, possibly a deer. Okay. Cool. So he was able to uncover like a pretty cool dope statue. He was able to statue. dig. Yeah. It doesn't take. Maybe this job is just easy. It doesn't take a rocket surgeon to learn how to dig. A <laughs> it does not take a rocket surgeon. <laughs> You're rocket correct, surgeon. Joe. Yeah, it is. Yo, man, he might not be the sharpest tool inside the woods, but like, <laughs> he can do this job probably okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, he and he did though. Like, like. This is this is like learning on the job, and he learned on the job. Yep. He was a he was like in charge of people. It wasn't just him. That's real world experience. It's a real world experience, and uh, finding some uh, old world stuff. So, yeah, he found that, and ever since then, he was then just assigned, and basically, he was now an archaeologist. Um, it's Joe. It's like when you got hired, and like I'm to take photos. Yeah, I'm technically a photographer with no real training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's that. <laughs> oh, I can say I'm a professional photographer. Yep, because you get paid to take photos. I do. Yep. Worked with a model and everything once. Yep, see? That was pretty cool. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy's this guy's doing it. Um, and so Wooly would spend the next few years working on various digs all over the Middle East. For whatever reason, um, and I'm just gonna claim probably uh 
colonization that uh, British people were able to go anywhere in the world, basically, mm-hmm. and just uh, like do do things. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig in your backyard. Is that okay? Hope that's cool. Hope that's cool because we're doing it. <laughs> we we, own, we owned you at one point. It was, Hope it it's was cool. Generally uncool, but they did it anyway. Yeah, they did it anyway. Yep. Um, and 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 on a lot of uh his assignments, he was actually. Uh, stationed with a couple other different people, such as uh, people from, like, the Philadelphia Museum or something. That's pretty cool. So, basically, they're just digging around the Middle East trying to uncover a bunch of stuff, because still, at this point, it's pretty underdeveloped. Okay. I want to clarify that the British never owned the Middle East. We should just make that very clear. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, But they did have... They did invade India. They did invade India. they didn't own the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, also the Middle East is several different countries. It's not just one. It's true, and it also doesn't include India. It's true. Yep, yep, and yep. But anyway, uh, for whatever reason, uh, just I guess scholarly, they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna do this," and they did it. So that's cool, I guess. Um, so during World War One, uh, Woolley, along with his assistant T. E. Lawrence. Now, T. E. Lawrence, do you guys know who that is? No, no. Uh, Please tell us. He is the subject of the critically acclaimed film uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's that guy. Oh, cool. Yeah, Lawrence. I have T. never Lawrence, seen that movie. That's he's the Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, basically, Academy uh, Award-winning movie. Yeah, yeah. It was like nominated for like seven Oscars or it was something. Good. I don't know if he. Uh, I don't know if it won those seven Oscars. I don't know. But um, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it. It's good. But uh, basically, it follows uh, T. E. Lawrence. And sort of him doing a bunch of stuff in World War One and World War Two, right? Something like that. So, yeah, something like that. Anyway. I, I haven't seen it in years. I remember it was good though. Okay. <laughs> I just know it's a very widescreen old movie. Yeah, it, it's an old movie. It's from like the eighties, seventies, eighties, fifties. Is it fifties? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, older. <laughs> I mean, Joe. Right now we're in like the nineteen twenties. Oh yeah. Uh, they don't even have moving pictures yet. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, T.E. Lawrence um, and Woolley uh, were sent to Cairo to work on naval espionage. These guys are now spies. Sweet. So they were archaeologists and other spies. Yes. Do you ever see the old cartoon Jackie Chan Adventures? Because that's all this sounds like. That show is awesome. I have not actually, but uh, oh my I'm god, Brendan! The, uh, but I'm familiar with the show. concept. That 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 is yeah. all this is. You know, back back in those days, you just did uh, you did a little bit of everything. You did a little bit of everything. It was easier to get jobs back then than it is now. You didn't really need the experience. You just there were kinda, less people. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of do stuff, and that's pretty cool. Anyway, so uh, 007 here wasn't a great spy because he was captured by Turkey and held prisoner of war for two years. Sick. Sucks. That sucks. Yeah. So that happens. Um, he was held very comfortably, though. So that's a positive. It's nice to be held comfortably. Yeah. Because this guy, this guy, like as I said, he doesn't look like some guy who would hold a weapon and <laughs> actually use it. Uh, he he looks like he looks like a stuck up grandfather. <laughs> just just picture that, and you, and you know what I'm talking about. So Brendan, yes. When you say he was held comfortably, do you mean like he was caressed? Under someone's bosom and held warm and tight you, against. You saying bosom. bosoms just very off-putting, Keith. <laughs> uh, this is also what I was picturing when you said uh, "held comfortably," because that's Good, I'm when, when I'm held page. comfortably. That's how I'm held. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> normal prisoner of war camps, you actually feel like a prisoner. Um, he didn't feel like a prisoner. Nice because he was, because he was held comfortably. Because he was held comfortably. So the answer to the keeps question is yes. Yes. Most likely. Yes, he okay. was. Bosom. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so for his services, he would receive the uh, Croix de Guerre. You are just making sounds. No, I'm not. <laughs> Those are not connected to letters. The Croix de Guerre. I, am, I apologize to our listeners who had to listen to Brendan have a small seizure right now. Uh, I was going to say stroke. <laughs> Uh, that is an award. We will okay. get him to the uh, hospital after this episode. A war award that you were able to get. Uh, I think that they got it from France. A war Sweet. award. <laughs> Actually, that nonsense award. does sound kind of like France. French. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, is, which is very interesting because note that he is a British man. Mm-hmm. So um, turns out. And he won a French award. Turns out that you could win this. Uh, a war prize. Anybody can win this award or be bestowed this honor. Is that better, Curtis? Uh, commendation, I think, is generally the 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 French term. give it away, yeah. But okay, so anybody can get it. Anyone can get it as long as they are not French. Anybody who is allied with oh, the French, okay, can get it. So a non-French. The, so French so if you are French, you aren't eligible for Correct, it. Correct, because it's, if you are allied against the no, French, no, with the French, no, with the French, <laughs> allied no, with no, the no, French. No, 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 no. Let me finish. If you are an enemy of the French, is what I mean to say. You can't get it. Then you are not also not no, I'm gonna, Or even if you're on neutral ground. Do you usually give your enemies awards? Like, yo, man, you shot us real <laughs> yeah, good. I, I don't think your enemies are eligible for any prizes. Well, I mean... You can topple their statues? As like, that's pretty what'd cool. what you say, Joe? You can, like, topple their statues once you defeat them. That's pretty cool. Well, I was thinking more of the long, along the lines of, hey... We may be enemies, but you did something cool for society. Here's Have you ever been in a war, thing, right? He is not. That's generally not how it goes. I've won an award. No, been in, <laughs> <laughs> been in war. It's basically the same thing, I hear. <laughs> Winning an award and being in war. Like, that spelling bee's pretty good and yeah, all. The it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's very nice to hear that Sakif has won an award, though. We are uh, award-winning. Sakif is an award-winning member of Mulder Was Right. <laughs> <laughs> he is. This was a long time he ago. Is. A long t- it's he hasn't won an award in a while, but an award winner once, you're an award winner for life. He, no, he won once As and an then adult, he retired. I have not won any awards. He didn't retired want to take it awards. away from anyone else. <laughs> retiring from awards. I don't need any more awards. Done. Okay, so he, he I definitely don't want any warts, though. So he got he he was a POW in Turkey. Yes. He got released eventually. After he was held comfortably, and then the French gave him uh, an award. Yeah, it sounds like something the French would do. Okay. Anyway, so now we're out of World War One, and a, okay, we're in about the 1920s, right about now. That's about. I said the 1920s earlier, but we were in like 19, like 11. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Going to the Great Depression. That's like World One War. That's like World War One time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yep. uh, that's where we just were. Uh, but now we're in okay. now we're like the 1920s. We're post World War One. Sounds correct. Going straight towards the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's there. It's coming up. Uh, so Woolley would lead an expedition to excavate the fallen city of Ur, an ancient Sumerian city state in ancient Mesopotamia. Isn't that the land in Adventure Time? No, no, that's, no, that's, that's ooh. ooh. That's no, ooh. That's ooh. Okay, so we're in Ur. We're in Ur. Come on. Um, Come on. Can you spell the Ur? You are. <laughs> Er. <laughs> that's er. That's yep. I like to buy a vowel, please. Some people think it's, it's your. It, it it could be. I, I I I was not from Mesopotamia, 
Are you oh, sure? You have you done like a background check, like you know, where you can see where? I I, I have not. Okay. Uh, but I'm just assuming here. Okay. Can I call you Brendan, the non-Mesopotamian? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you guys don't know much about Mesopotamia, um, the cradle of civilization. It basically, um, ancient Mesopotamia is, uh, calls its home in the Middle East, modern day Iraq and Syria. Now, its landscape uh, was very flat and desolate and still is to this day, um, only being fertile due to long rivers and canals. Uh, the Mesopotamians created the world's first cities and writing systems. They actually had the first uh, written script. And this was before the Egyptians, before all that stuff. Yeah, there's the, the first. The first. Yeah. Between the Tigris and the Euphrates. Yes, correct. <laughs> Good job, Curtis. It's like you know things. <laughs> That's 10 points to Curtis. I always say that Curtis is the smartest person I've ever met. And it's wrong every time. That is sad. No offense. I've probably met smarter people than Curtis, but Curtis is one of the most articulate and well-educated people I've ever met. also incorrect each time. How about that? (laughs) Um, So this place is... We're just happy you're here, Curtis. Oh, God. I'm happy you're here, Curtis. Um, So this place is also considered uh, to be the home of the fabled Garden of Eden. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, not not Ur specifically, but ancient Mesopotamia. Yeah. Um, now, Ur itself was built and occupied 3,300 years before the ancient pyramids, uh, circa 3,800 BC. That's just when they were around. Right. Uh, when Woolley would get there, he would uncover many tombs of the believed kings and queens of the time, as well as a massive temple called the Ziggurat of Ur. Okay. Yep. So this is going to be our main main focus for okay. this episode. The Ziggurat of Ur. The Ziggurat of Ur. This is something sounds like straight out of fantasy. Yeah, it it does. It it, it is. No, I mean, well, I mean, it's not because it's well, a real thing. I, it's real. It's 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 real. He found it. Yeah. Currently, you are you are giving us a history. But lesson. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're learning. Just because things so happen. So this is non-fictional. Uh, this is a non-fictional podcast so far. Correct. So far, you've told all traditional facts. Um, so many people would actually go and visit the dig site, um, including uh, including Agatha Christie. Do any of you know who that is? She wrote the famous writer, the yeah. Perot novels, the yeah. mystery, the mystery writer. My mother re- uh, had a large collection of Agatha Christie novels. I've read some of them. So, so fun fact: um, she disappeared for a while. Uh, she is known as the uh, best-selling author of all time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's cool. Really? Yeah. Um, so cool. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you don't include the uh, writers of the Bible, that's my <laughs> joke. Yeah. But anyway. Ha, <laughs> ha, Funny joke. <laughs> so, so, Fiction. So, so, she would visit the dig site as well and talk to Wooly and everything. And um, Wooly's soon-to-be wife would also join him on the dig site, uh, Catherine Elizabeth Keening or Keeling, uh, who was hired to be an expedition artist and Durat's woman. And what woman? A Durat's woman. What is that? Uh, basically, a woman who makes detailed technical plans and drawings. Has she ever, okay. has she so, ever done that before? Expedition artist. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was she also wildly <laughs> inexperienced? <laughs> you can probably draw. <laughs> it, maybe. It's just stick figures and squares. I mean, that's a lot of the original art yep. back then, so. Um, 
it's 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 a little more advanced than that. So but why is Agatha Christie there? She she's written a lot of books. Um, I don't remember the specific book that it was called, but it was something like uh, Murder at the Ziggurat or something. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a book that she'd actually <laughs> Murder write. Murder at the Ziggurat. Murder at the Ziggurat of Earth. But but like she so, just she's she's rich. She's doing things. She fair. just goes places. Hey, I'm gonna go to this dig site. Is that okay? It was probably like stylish. Archaeology was somewhat yeah. um, in vogue at the time. I believe. Yeah, and I so mean, like the the educated and rich would. I could see why they would want to visit okay, I could see a dig that. site. Yeah, I mean, why do you think? Why do you think Indiana Jones is such a popular popular movie? Is it because it's a masterpiece? Because he's an archaeologist. I don't know if you know in but like when King Tut was discovered in in reference. Uh, in comparison to this, I don't know if you have those dates or, but I, I think it was around this time. Did you research King Tut? Somewhat, and that was like a very big deal. Um, when when that when that all came out, and so there was, I can see like an archaeology craze starting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I That's mean, fair. it was a thing, and like as I said, uh, Agatha Christie wrote books about this stuff as well. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, so the Ziggurat of Ur, uh, was a pyramid-like shape. But it was more of a stepped pyramid. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Yep. Um, so they use this temple to worship the moon god Nana, um, also known as Sin, um, and it's commonly referred to as uh, Enzu, which means Lord of Wisdom, and he lives at the head of the pantheon, head of their pantheon. Okay. Um, he was married to uh, Ningal, which translates to Great Lady. And while together, they gave birth to Utu, uh, Sun, and Inanna, uh, the goddess of the planet Venus. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Sin was also known for having a beard made of lapis lazuli and would ride a large-winged bull. Lapis lazuli? Lapis lazuli is a gemstone. Yeah, it's a gem. I think it's lapis lazuli, only because I watched Steven Universe and there's a character named Lapis Lazuli, and all the characters are named after gems in that show. I was going to say the same thing. Anyway, (laughs) rides a bull and beard made out of gemstones. That's that's pretty sweet. They're blue rocks. Blue rocks. Yes. Okay, that's what I I thought that they were blue. He has a beard made of blue rocks. Blue rocks. I love lapis. Blue rocks. Good show. Um, Fun fact: The Dragon Ball Z characters, Android Seventeen and Android Eighteen, Lapis and Lazuli. Their names are supposed to be Lapis and Lazuli. Yep. That is a fun fact. All right, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, he is often represented by the number thirty and the moon. He's the moon Just god. Thirty. Thirty. Uh, <laughs> which is which is which is very remarkable if you think about it, because um, like he was, like. 30 days is like the lunar cycle. Yeah. Okay. So like so like that's pretty remarkable considering. They counted. Yeah. They ch- they watched the moon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's a good g- connection. Generally when I think of of ancient civilizations, I think of them knowing nothing. Well, they were as smart as we are. They had about De- the same debatable. level of intelligence. No, they were like they're the same species. So like there's no not really a significant amount of evolution that happens between in 8,000 years. And so um they're as smart as we are, and so they can look at the moon and they can see it change phases, and they can figure out pretty quickly that it's on a like a thirty day cycle. Yeah, but I want to say so. like life was simpler back then. Mm-hmm. So like, so I there's th- nothing else to do but stare at the moon. I mean, I guess. Anyway, so I have a picture here of uh of our man. I see this image that you have brought to our audio he only looks podcast. Badass. 
Yeah, he. It looks like an ancient Mesopotamian drawing a of a mana and a griffin. It's it's a winged bull. All right, that's his steed. Yeah. Joe, can I see that one more yeah. time? And so and so so he would ride it around and everything. So. Okay. And so and so that's what this temple was was built for. For the god of the moon. Uh, Skeep, you have a question. That does not look like a bull to me. Uh, it's it. Yes, bl- it's winged, but blame it doesn't the look artist. Like a bull. Yeah, well, the artist died eight thousand years ago, so you, or five thousand years ago, so you can probably um. You know, dude, don't diss on his art. It's <laughs> it's up for interpretation. Yep. Any any anyway, that's just what it was called. It's it's a winged bull. Um, bulls maybe look different back then. I don't know. Evolution, it's a thing. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, we had just talked about that with humans. <laughs> so so Leonard Woolley is well uh is more well known for recovering countless artifacts from these burial grounds. Um so you have a bunch of different stuff that he was able to um acquire from these tombs. Uh and he acquired like he uncovered like six or seven um larger tombs that felt like they were like kings and queens. He just wants to be time. cursed. He he does. That's what happens when you open up ancient tombs, you get cursed. He he get cursed. Um but what I think is the big gem is the ziggurat of Ur, because it's this massive building and everything. Yeah. It's super cool. So I think that's what's, I think that's the cool thing to take away from this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he would be knighted in like 1936 for his uh, archaeological finds. That's cool. And everything. So Sir Leonard Woolley. Man of the people. Man of the people. Uh, he. Sir Leonard Woolley. Yes. Um, I didn't write down when he would die, but he. Can we say he's still alive then? He's not. That's because he's still alive. Brendan. No, he's. If you didn't write down when he died, he mm-hmm. obviously is still it's not, alive. It's not relevant for the story, but he died at some point in time. We'll, we'll assume he at some point died. We'll assume that. Anyway, so let's fast forward 60 years. He's definitely dead. Uh, we're now in the 1980s. Um, we're still once again in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And Saddam Hussein is the president of Iraq. Okay. Um, now he currently has the support of the U.S. Um, he fought the, I didn't, I, I didn't do a lot of research into the, uh, first Gulf War. That's okay. We're not, we weren't really. Um, but like, but like that was around this time. Yeah. Uh, in, in like 10 years is when it would come up. Anyway, so in order to create more tourism from Iraq, um, or for Iraq, um, he began to funnel money into the restoration of the ziggurat of Ur. Okay. And if you look at the ziggurat of Ur today, um, a lot of the stairs and a lot of the large staircases have been restored. Um, no one really knows what the inside looks like because uh, there are no real images. Um, and currently, currently it is it is cut off. No one can no one can go in. Um, it's currently. Uh, it's currently being curated, or the curator, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, because it's entirely irrelevant, okay. but, but the curator, plus the key will get mad at me. Yeah, he will. Uh, but, but the curator basically has full control over it, and it's still not open to the public. Okay. Um, gotta decurse everything first. Exactly. <laughs> we gotta bring in a witch doctor. Witch doctor, exorcist. Gotta... You got to take some sage in there, yep. light it up. You know, you got to get the bad spirits out of there. Do some chants and such. Yeah. So, um, 
So we have uh, Saddam Hussein restoring the ziggurat. Okay. And he did this basically throughout his time as president. Now, what we know as Americans here and Americans of 2017, um, Saddam Hussein, uh, he's, he's not looked kindly on. He bad man. By the United States. That's all we know. Mm. So uh, let's fast forward once again to uh, 9-11-2001. Mm-hmm. The United States is hit with a massive terrorist attack that Real, I think wait, we've what? talked about on Real this quick, podcast Real quick, is this before. 9-11 Part 5? Is no, this what you promised us? No, it's not. Okay. Fans will have to wait. Yes. Uh, uh, you, just re- you really like 9-11. <laughs> it's, it's, this is not related to 9-11, but like, it's sort of. So it's just kind of like the other time we talked about 9-11 for no reason? Yes. Yeah. It's just, like, favorite thing. Anyway, Jenga. so in, in 2003, the United States invaded Iraq in order to overthrow Saddam Hussein. Yep. Um, now, the U.S. was able to overthrow the government in about two weeks, which is impressive considering it's, it's an entire country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yep. Saddam Hussein was captured. They went in with guns blazing. Uh, huh? Well, they went in with bombs dropping first. Shock and awe. Um, the, uh, the Nazis called this Blitzkrieg. Where you would drop a bunch of bombs and then come in with foot troops later after they've, you know, been blown to bits. Yep. But anyway, so Saddam Hussein was captured and he was uh, executed by a military court in three years uh, after this. Um, now, do you, <laughs> do you guys remember when that happened? Yes. It, they talked about he yes, liked Doritos. I do. Yeah. That's I will. I had just started watching The Daily Show that time, and that did come up. He liked Doritos. Okay. Well, I did not find the, that Saddam Hussein liked Doritos um, in, my, in my research, but I'm glad that I know that now. I remember he had death by hanging, or yes. was it firing squad? Yes, he was hung. Okay. Um, but, like, it was, it was almost like the Osama bin Laden thing. Like, when we found him, mm-hmm. the U.S. was like, yeah, man, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> It was the same feel, which which I think is really terrible and funny all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that <laughs> there's some weird mixed feelings. I generally like with all those people who are like, "Yeah, man, America, we're the we're the best." I hate those people so much. <laughs> I hate them so much. Uh, because they're insinuating that Americans are better people than non-Americans. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so um, the U.S. then stayed in Iraq till 2011. No reason? Uh, for nine years. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so no, I mean. Well, I mean, we could talk all day about reasons versus non-reasons, but yeah. they stayed in there for a little while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they stayed in there for a little while. Now, um, a, a normal human being would probably think that, you know, we had to rebuild their government and everything from the ground up. Uh, it'd be the polite thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we kills your government. Have fun, guys. <laughs> if we were British, we would probably do it. No, we'd probably, no. We, we would probably institute our own government. That's the joke, because that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Constantly. Um, so the big question here, uh, where we are now, is why did we invade Iraq? There are a multitude of reasons. Now, 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 how much do you guys know about about that? Uh, supposedly, we invaded Iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, we invaded Iraq because big oil. So, 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 so that's like the 
that's like the uh, the quote smart Americans and what they think is why we invaded Iraq, which is totally a valid theory. You're a smart American, Keith. Um, but but like but like the government can't can't claim that they can't claim that we that we invaded a country for uh for resources for, for capitalist gains. Yeah, yeah, we can't claim that. Um, but anyway, those are like those are like the really two big big reasons. Um, let me read you the like the real wording, I guess. Um, the Bush administration claims that Iraq uh, has been seen as a rogue state since the Persian Gulf War and that the Iraqi government was an immediate threat to the U.S. and its allies with its WMDs that it possessed. So that was the idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Weapons of mass destruction. Yes. Or we can't control correct. you. Let's kind of stomp this Exactly, out. exactly, because the United States really enjoys having control over things. We're not the... You're, are we the world police? We're Probably. The world police. We are apparently the world we're, police because we have to butt into everybody's we're business. We are totally the world police. Yeah. Um, I mean, this goes literally back to my final thoughts about 9-11 with I believe that we invaded uh, to basically have a forever war so that we'd always have an enemy. Yep. And so basically we're playing world police. Uh, we have the biggest dick. We do have the biggest dick. And take and it, that, everyone else. <laughs> um, have so, you seen Florida? Huge. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there are some other rumors uh, claiming that uh, potentially they were housing Al Qaeda, and those were potentially other reasons. Heard about that for the invasion. Um, I call bullshit on that. Anyway, um, so the general consensus. The general consensus is that we invaded Iraq due to, I feel like it's oil. Yeah, it's oil. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's WMDs because, I mean, because I mean, they went in and they couldn't find them. Um, but supposedly they found resources that could have potentially been put together to then make weapons of mass destruction. So they, they, they found I, a paperclip. They have they some, some rocks dynamite. in the earth. <laughs> yeah, I guess they could rearrange some atoms around and do something with that. But, hey, you know what? I bet that um, with that huge primer about that ancient ziggurat, um, there's going to be some <laughs> other theory that pops up here Wait, in a second. hold on. They're connected? <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet this information is leading somewhere. I thought Andrew was on this. We were just having a history lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just having a history lesson. Just like this thing came first, and this then came, this thing came second. And then okay. that's all. Thank you guys for listening. First, something 5,000 years ago. Then, 2001. <laughs> No, 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 then 1920. Oh, excuse me. Then 2001. Come on, only the important years, 1920 and 2001. And then, uh, <laughs> and then like 3,800 years ago. Yeah. 38 BC. All the important 3,800 BC. 30. <laughs> anyway, so um, supposedly, and, and here's, here's where we're going to delve into this conspiracy theory here. Supposedly, Leonard Woolley found something down there in the ziggurat that yeah. remained in place when the British archaeologists left with all the artifacts in the early 1920s. So he left it there. Yeah. He was like, he I did can't. not want to disturb the earth. It it's 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 part of the it's part of the ziggurat here. Now, now I'm going to show you a picture here. I'm going to show you a picture here. note this picture has not been verified by any sort of sources whatsoever, okay, but it's so been floating is... around the internet a lot. So it must be real. So I don't know I don't know if it's real. Okay. But it's on the internet. It's it must be real. It must be real. But but let me just show you here. This, this is, is this is a, this is the image that we have here. All right, folks, are you getting a good look at this at home? Um, Here's a picture. Uh, the image is is basically supposedly inside the ziggurat, and it's a large circular mm. 
sort of I'm seeing some keywords at the bottom of this picture. What were the were the keywords there? Uh Iraq Stargate Keytune 9-11 and Bush. <laughs> but anyway, so uh can can I see yeah, this? Hang too? On one sec. So we have a large we have a large circular sort of weird It looks like I don't a Stargate thing. It it looks it looks like a big circle and there's a man standing next to it. Yeah, it looks like a Stargate. Looks like a man in all white. Yep, you're, you're, those are the colors of the clothes. It the looks like wearing. from the show Stargate. <laughs> it looks like a big Stargate. It looks like a huge it also Stargate. reminds can you, can you me. Can you show me one more time? Yeah. It, it also reminds me of uh, if you've seen uh, the movie The Fifth Element, and at the beginning of The Fifth Element, when they're uh, in the in in the ancient um, like pyramids, and then there's the guy, and he's like Aziz Light, and then. It kind of looks like that. Still something from there. Um, I've kind of talked myself in the corner where I don't really know what I'm talking yeah, about Stargate. now. Yeah, Stargate. Yeah, um, I haven't seen the movie. There's another man in the middle of the yes. circle. Is that yes. right? The so, two men. The two men aren't important in the picture. It's 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 what the it's what the device looks like. And basically, device. it looks it's it 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 looks it looks like a Stargate. It looks like a Stargate. Now, Brendan, what is a Stargate? Well, that's a good question, Curtis. <laughs> Curtis, have you seen the have you seen the movie uh, Stargate? <laughs> Amazing piece I've not of seen cinema. the movie Stargate. Have actually. you seen the TV Neither series Stargate I. SG One? I have heard of the TV series have Stargate SG One. Have you heard or seen of Stargate Atlantis? No. All yeah, right, that, yes. I have heard of Stargate, Stargate, Stargate Universe is another show. Yep. And then and they're coming out with another one that's like revamping the series. I'm very excited. For I'm, this year. I'm a huge Stargate fan. Uh so 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 let's 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 talk about this. Um so so in 1994, the movie Stargate came out. Uh it's it's directed by uh Roland Emmerich, who is known for well, he directed Independence Day. Yeah, he's known for doing a bunch of literally just a bunch of d- disaster movies. Yes, he directed. He's, he's known for disaster movies more than Michael Bay is known for disaster movies. He, no, did you see TMNT? That was a disaster. Did you see Transformers? Disaster. Roland Emmerich has directed joke. Independence Suicide Squad. Day. Still disaster. He directed The Day After Tomorrow. He directed 2012. All movies about the world being literally he, destroyed. He he also did Independence Day, the, the second one, and he did. Which, was incredible, and he did uh, the, the 1994 movie Stargate, uh, which stars Kurt Russell and James oh, Spader. Kurt Russell, American hero. Um, James Spader, if you guys don't know who that is, the original Solid State. Uh, he's been in a bunch of different stuff. He was but, the original Solid he's great. State. Uh, but James Spader, uh, Sakif, I don't know if you know who he is, but uh, I do. He's great. Yeah, he plays uh, Robert California in in the Office. <laughs> oh wait, okay, I was thinking of somebody else, but yes, he's also yes. Great. Anyway, um. And so, so the plot of Stargate is literally the plot of the stuff we've talked about so far. Okay, so, Brennan, I walked in on you the other day while you were doing research. Yes. And I looked at your computer. It looked familiar, but I didn't want to figure out what you were doing. Were you watching Stargate? I was watching the movie Stargate. I knew I recognized it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy. Uh, anyway, anyway, so, so basically... I thought you were going to... That was going to go in a completely different direction. I'm really glad it didn't. I told him I was doing research. And that could mean multiple things, movie. but I also knocked first. Like, he could have pulled up his pants, research. whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. God, you, dude, benefit of the doubt, you weren't jacking it. <laughs> I was not. I was watching the you movie Stargate. You were watching Stargate. a great piece of cinema history, Stargate. <laughs> anyway, so... It's really good. So, uh, we're, we're going to talk about a couple spoilers here. Um, so, if you, if you haven't seen Stargate and don't want any spoilers here... It came out in 91. Watch it. It came out in 94. 94? Yes. Okay. Um... 
then then I guess come back in a couple minutes, I guess. Well, should I cover Just, my No, 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 Sakiv, or... you don't care about spoilers. Cody? And even if you do, you're I not going to care about spoilers fine. right now. We need you here. Anyway, so basically, okay. the movie starts with an alien invasion uh, in the year um, 8000 BC. So it's a little bit earlier than what we talked about here. Okay. Um, Ancient aliens. Yes, exactly. We see we see a primitive people in uh, in, and the location is a little different. It's it's North Africa instead of Iraq. Okay. But but it's 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 Close North ish. Africa. Close-ish. Um. And heavy on the ish, and a big, a big, uh, like spaceship comes down to Earth. Yep. And so, uh, all the primitive people run and they're scared because it's a giant thing that they've never seen before and it's terrifying. So for one guy, one guy's like, "What is this?" And he's curious. So he walks up, and then we cut to, uh, we cut to the nineteen nineteen twenty eight. Um, where we see an older... The year 1928. The year 1928, which is very similar to the year, I want to say it happened in like 24, 1924, 1926. That is a similar year. It's a very close year. That's a couple years away. It it is. But anyway, so we see see some scientists, and they've uncovered stuff in Giza, Egypt. And it's this big circular portal-looking thing. And nobody knows what it is, and then we and then we get into the movie, where we're basically basically in the movie. Um, James Spader's character uh, basically learn, uh, like like they take the portal back to the United States, and they take it into the super secret secure bunker, and they've been trying to make this work because they think it's some sort of alien technology. Turns out in the movie they were right, mm-hmm. um, and James Spader's character. Uh, thinks differently than all the other scientists. So he comes in, solves it within two weeks, figures out how it Needs works. Needs a code to work. Needs a code to work. He figures out the code mm-hmm. in two weeks, whereas they've been working years on it. And so he's able to turn on the portal. And 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 it basically, basically it's, it's, it's a giant portal that... Um, it's like a wormhole that can be turned on and off. Mm-hmm. Um... And will transport you basically instantaneously, maybe a couple couple seconds here and there, but it's like pretty close to instantaneously. Um, and basically, it's a portal from one location to another, to another Stargate. Exactly, yeah, to another Stargate. There must be two Stargates. So each Stargate is a pair. Uh, well, 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 well Sakif, um, there's a couple different theories here on on if there's a pair with the one that we potentially have on Earth. Uh, which, which to be fair, this is not the only Stargate that is rumored to be on the Earth. Mm-hmm. This is just the one we're talking about today. I don't know if we're ever going to talk about the other Stargates, but they're all pretty, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But um, we're not entirely sure if there's only one other one that this one goes to, or in the in the movie and TV show, you're able to dial in the symbols and go to a specific other Stargate. You have to have the specific symbols in order to actually. Uh, make it to another Stargate because if you enter the wrong symbols, um, basically the symbols just act as like coordinates, a location. Right. It, so it's, your, just... it's your Wi-Fi password. You're trying to get into other people's, uh, you know. So you're just like you put in Texas. You want to go to well, Texas, your so you go to the Texas Stargate. You put in Pennsylvania. You go to the Pennsylvania exactly. Stargate. But if you enter in, except they're in different galaxies. Yes. Exactly. But if you enter in a different code, and it's in that... an alien language. Yeah. And if yeah. you enter in a different code that is not a Stargate, you'll just pop in and. Show up to 
to those coordinates, but you'll just be in space and die. Yep. So you got to make sure you have the right gotta coordinates. Got to be careful. So it can take you places to where there's not a Stargate. Correct. Okay. It, it opens up. Like obviously, a, you don't want to go there because then you can't come back. It opens like a wormhole. And you're probably hole just almost. in space. Exactly. It 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 opens up a wormhole. Now I've been watching. Uh, I'm watching SG One for a little bit. Great show. I watched I watched the movie and then I watched SG One. Now SG One. Um. It, it it's literally the same. It, it's literally a continuation from the movie, mm-hmm. except they entirely cast. The show differently. Yes. Um, you get Richard Dean Anderson, who is most famously known for playing MacGyver. Um, he he is uh, the Kurt Russell character. Mm-hmm. And everyone else in the show is, like, not famous at all, so. <laughs> they did keep the same scientist. No, no, no. Did Different. they change him? Different. Oh, man. Different guy. I remember I watched this when I was a kid. Yeah. You should have told me. I would have watched it with you right now. I love <laughs> this show. Uh, but anyway, so they... So it's assumed that these aliens basically acted as gods to these people. And basically, the people built these structures and these temples for these gods that were, that basically were aliens and they, and they, and they came to Earth. And so that's why, you know, potentially we have this god who is, is a man who rides a, a winged bull and has a blue beard. Like, mm-hmm. they look different. They're, they're, they're alien-ish. Um, in the show, it's because these beans are like weird little worm things mm-hmm. that basically leech onto and basically um, leech onto like a human, and that is their host. And it's basically they take control of that human. Okay, like in Animorphs. It, I okay. Oh man, all the nineties <laughs> Animorphs. Um. But anyway, and so and so supposedly these aliens uh, blessed people with these stargates, which were uh, passages uh, for the gods to, like, I don't know if they uh, moved people through the stargates or if they just moved themselves through the stargates. Um, in the show, basically, Earth is the first people, and they basically sent people through the stargates to inhabit uh, all of the other planets, so... So like so like in in the movie they go to another planet and there are humans still there too. Uh but basically they're worshiping their god and everything. And and and, and so supposedly the gods can use these stargates to journey from earth to other places. Now if this is real and it is. And 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 to be fair um this is actually based in science. Um the stargate uh in science, is known as the Einstein-Rosen uh, bridges, which is named after Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen. Um, and I'm not going to really explain the science behind it, but basically, because uh, most of it's all theoretical, uh, but basically Stargate, as I said, is just a portal between two places that happens instantaneously, but they're very light, like they're light years apart. Mm-hmm. So, There's a similar uh, concept in uh, Dan Simmons' novel and a series of novels uh, hyperion um written in 1989 uh they're called far casters and they're basically just portals you walk through um but there's a whole uh galactic web of worlds that all have like far casters on each other and so it's the galactic civilization can go to any world whenever they want um just by using these portals and they're just kind of like the subway um, and sometimes people's 
a very rich person might have a house and each room in that house is on a different planet and like the doorways are <laughs> that all is high luxury barcasters and so their their bathroom might just be like on a raft in the middle of an ocean and then they go down to their gym and it's on a world with like a really high gravity that is and, high like luxury. their whole house and it costs like an incredible amount of money to keep all the portals running it's amazing yeah, it's oh man cool. but i mean that's 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 basically stargate yeah the TV show, the movie, the everything. Oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so so let's say that that is a Stargate. It is. Um, and let's say that Stargate is located in the Ziggurat of Ur. And Hussein was trying to use it. Now, now, if the United States can't have a Stargate, then Hussein sure as hell isn't going to have yeah. a Stargate. Mm. Um, and so... The, reason the theory, we, the theory that we invaded Iraq is because we wanted control of the Stargate. I am one hundred percent behind this theory. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the idea. And so, as I said before, the Ziggurat is currently not open to the public. Um, and uh, while it's under the control of that curator, um, the U.S. was occupying it from two thousand three to two thousand eleven. They were in the z- ziggurat. I mean, I mean, <laughs> in the area, they, like U.S. troops were the only people who were able to go to the ziggurat. Mm-hmm. That and like pre-approved people, but like um, supposedly uh, the troops would take like they take tours. They'd go to the ziggurat and take tours, which is I don't know. It's a thing. I guess you're in Iraq for a while, so might as well see, see the, the sites. sites. <laughs> but anyway. They see were the spring world. break. Join ever. the army, see the world. So they were the ones who who went to the Ziggurat, mm-hmm. and they basically maintained control of that until they left in t- 2011. Now, yes, Akif. Now they actually went to the Ziggurat, but they they also still were not allowed to go inside of the Ziggurat, correct? Um, that is that is, that is unknown. I couldn't find any sources saying that they were, that and I, I wasn't I wasn't able to find any sources uh, that they weren't. That information is classified, sir. I, I be, but theoretically, they could have gone in pretty easily. Theoretically, easy. they could have gone in very easily. Um, now, the question is, do they, have, do they have the way to dial in to go to other Stargates, or is it connected to one? I want to say... I think the question is, is it a Stargate, or is it just a ziggurat no. sitting around in the desert? <laughs> I think that's question Chris, one. We've already established it is a Stargate... <laughs> that is already established. We're oh, all I'm in sorry. agreement. You're right. We already established that. Okay. What about this? Is it functional? I, or that's is a very it good not? question. Also, the question is: is that is it still in in Iraq? Is it still in Iraq? Because chances are, if there was a Stargate in so in the Ziggurat of Ur, I don't think that the United States would leave without it. So you're saying it might be in an underground bunker somewhere? I believe in was it Washington? I think it's I think it's Pennsylvania. Or something. I, yeah, I think it's Pennsylvania. I, I'm not entirely sure though. Aren't these things supposed to be huge, like massive? I mean, I mean, I mean you saw the you saw the picture for size they're like, comparison. I think in the show they're like the side, they're like a big garage door, basically. Uh, more or less. Yeah, yeah, Prob- yeah, about the size of a big garage. So door. like you could, they're pretty big, but you could, you could get it to America Plus, there was, like, if you were the whole there, government. They could have carried it. Yeah, I mean, there were troops. They could have dismantled it, or they could have you know just moved Put it. it on a you fucking know, boat, I don't know, like. Sure, boat. they're gonna dismantle a ziggurat. No, 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 no. no, no. not no, the no. ziggurat. Stargate. The Stargate. Not a ziggurat. They're gonna dismantle a Stargate, 
and somehow put it back I mean, together. They could have, you know, took a truck have and you seen loaded Contact? it onto a truck. At this point, that's how they did it in Starcade. At this point, we're theorizing. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, oh, at this point, we're theorizing. <laughs> yeah, we started doing that just now. Okay, Chris, please. Okay. Uh, but 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 anyway, so it's not conspiracy theories. It's conspiracy it's Stargates. So most of most of the conspiracy theories that I saw on the internet, and most of the most of the videos that I saw, uh, claimed that there was one location that it would go. So it's got a pair. So it's got a pair. Okay, a sibling. Um, now, why don't you take a guess on where it will go? I will guess. Somewhere in Kansas. Kansas. That okay. seems boring enough. Okay. And I'm, stupid. I'm gonna guess it's the uh the cartoon alien planet in Space Jam. It's not. And and Skeep, do you have a guess here? Wow, you didn't say Joe was wrong. I, I he might I'm, be right. Also I wanna <laughs> change my answer after Skeep goes. Okay. One more time, remind me what we are being <laughs> remind me the words you possibly said uh, okay so keep the question is where does the stargate go where does the stargate go it goes to one place where does it go where does the stargate go i'm sorry it's it's really I, late i understand I'm like tired so like i'm like my brain is like starting to fry a little bit um where does the stargate yes. go um i think Personally, I think it's 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 like two way. It's a two way well, yeah. thing. I think it goes. To, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we're saying. We that's how it works. Where does it go? Pick a place, Akif. Where does it go? Pick a place. Uh, it probably goes back to whoever dropped it off. Like dropped it off to us. Like if it if if this thing was dropped off by aliens, it probably leads us to the home planet of these aliens. Okay, I want to change my answer. Yes. Kansas or the temples on Mars. Uh, so 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 the answer that a lot. A lot of the things on, on, on the internet say, a lot of the videos that I saw, they claim that it goes to Nibiru, which N we talked Nibiru. about. Nibiru? Yeah, Nibiru, which we talked about in episode 31. Yeah, oh, Nibiru. Man. Goes to Planet X. We just cycled 10 episodes back. And there was, in, uh, there was some discussion, some Nibiru theories that, that state um, that uh, when the planet Nibiru comes around to Earth, the aliens from Nibiru come to Earth and... Uh, like the last time that happens happened was during Mesopotamian times. Yeah, see they 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 came through the portal. The Stargate. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. If Nibiru crushes the planet like it was supposed to 2 months ago? Yeah, well about okay. a month ago a now. Month ago? It okay. was supposed to have crushed Earth. That's what that's what that's what one guy that, said, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't the person who was getting the Okay, that's fair. That's Yeah, fair. the information fed to her but via her Could you escape her through brain. the Stargate to Nibiru? Probably. All right. But you'd still then be on a planet that's crashing into another planet. Yeah, but I imagine... Which is actually horrible. I imagine a horrible Nibiru's experience. like bigger probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I was going to be... I was going to be on planet. If I was going to be, be on planet A or planet B, I'd want to be on yeah. Nibiru. Do you guys remember Pogs? You want to be the, the crasher, not the Pog itself. Here's the thing about um, <laughs> like <laughs> planets crashing into each other. Um... They kind of just pogs. both get destroyed. You know, like the asteroid that supposedly uh, killed off the dinosaurs, probably like about a mile wide, like not that big, killed well, all life on Earth. Curse, we'll never know because it was supposed to happen a month ago, or maybe it did happen. Maybe we're dead. It's, Who knows? I don't know. 
If, if it's the, a Stargate, if this maybe is the it's afterlife, Maybelline. it's extraordinarily normal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, so so that's the idea. Theoretically, there is a Stargate. There is a Stargate, and and as I said, this isn't <laughs> this isn't the only one. But we're theorizing. Um, and so uh, according to uh, did Kurt Russell discover any other ones? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, American Hero. Uh, but according to to one article that I read on uh, I report CNN, which I report CNN is literally just anyone can post anything that they consider news. So uh, this is supposed to be people who are um, reporting on CNN. No, or is this a CNN? Pu- this is. It's sort of like a CNN public forums. Okay. So, so basically, basically, I can go in there and say uh, Lincoln was a woman, and so what you're saying is, and I can report. They're that. reporters, like the dude was an archaeologist. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the idea is there, Joe, but like, but like, it's a little different. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Uh, Try to connect some dots. Anyway, so, so here's here's a quote that I took directly from that. Uh, and and I'm gonna link this to, um, on our on our website. Yeah, you fucking are. Um, Hitler was a contactee who made deals with the then negative extra ter- uh, extraterrestrials groups. Um, Hitler and others traveled through the time space rift that uh, Montauk and the other programs like the Philadelphia Project created. Uh, they also circling back to a bunch of conspiracy. Yo, you about to start talking about the today. real women? <laughs> you talking? You about to bring up Maria Orsic right now? Uh, they also made deals with the negative ETs to attain the. Ne- wait, the- hold on. The negative ETs. I, I, I said that earlier as well. They were. Uh, I missed that. <laughs> they were negative extra. So so like they were like ET was great and all, but check out the negative ETs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they There's made deals with them. There's a theory that. The ET people were Jedi, so they, so, do so they, he's making deals with Siths, right? Because, is that what we're saying? So, like the ETs, like is it just like ET ET phone home, the Spielberg movie, but it's just upside down? It's just an upside down ET I, walking <laughs> on his head. You know, I don't know. Um, he didn't he didn't explain what the uh, <laughs> what, what the what what negative extraterrestrials meant. Does that just mean terrestrials? So he's just talking about some people. Does that mean bad you know, guy you know, extraterrestrials? Th- theoretically, they're not thrilled with the with the world people. Are they are with the Earth people? Are they just like the really Earth pessimistic folk? aliens? Uh, you know, this seems very morally. You no, know, I don't know, but let me let me finish this quote. They also made deals with the negative ETs to attain other time travel means. Nazi Germany, Stalin's Russia, and the United States. Um, Sorry, and the United States and England were working with extraterrestrial technologies long before the 1947 crash of Roswell. That crash caused by the U.S. military, who played with radar signals, uh, where the craft were spotted, which caused a problem in the craft's navigation computers, which could not be corrected before they crashed. This craft was used for re-engineering, as were other craft, and some of those were shot down by the U.S. military. So, so we got Roswell, the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, did we touch on no. Vril? Uh, Vril was insinuated there. No. Yeah, a little bit. Like if you're in the Vril know, you know he was talking there. about Vril. Yeah. So, okay. We also talked about Nibiru. So, 
We're referencing a bunch of our you, old conspiracy. Like you episodes. got two referenced. It Vril's counts. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> I'm counting Vril. All right, we'll count yours. Anderson got one. We need to circle one for Sakif. Anything with phantom time in there? I, I, you know, when we started, I did say was nine was eighteen eighty a real year, and you said you said that was not the conspiracy, but um, that's kind of like theory. phantom time. And, and anyway, so red mercury prop. So what I'm trying to say is, is that other people knew about about the portal. Mm-hmm. Um. So so the United States are not the first people people who tried to take control of the portal. Um. Supposedly Hitler. Uh, wow. Used used maybe this portal or another portal to basically go talk to extraterrestrials. See, yeah. I can't get behind, I can't get behind this because we all know Hitler was in cahoots with demons and Rasputin. Some Hellboy was supposed to bring on the apocalypse. Didn't happen. Hellboy became a good guy. Boom. Uh, so maybe because these uh, ETs are talking to Hitler, maybe that's why they're negative ETs. Anyone who associates with Hitler is probably, probably. not the best. Because if probably. you're like associating with Hitler, you're pretty, pretty negative to me, even if you're an ET. I mean, that could be it. That could be it. But anyway, so... Wouldn't that suck if like, we you're met the aliens? Coolest, the coolest alien, like the coolest ET. But you like Hitler. Yeah, like wouldn't it suck for like, hey, finally aliens, we meet them and they're like, yeah, we're kind of Nazis. <laughs> well, like, all right. Then. That would just blow, right? That would. Um... So, so don't get this conspiracy confused with uh, the Stargate program, which is an entirely different thing. Um, it's an entirely different program uh, that we that the U.S. government did. Um, it was established in 1978 by the DIA and focused on the potential to influence people psychically. So real. Who is the I DIA? I heard about this. Um, you know, I forgot to actually uh, write down what the acronym meant, but uh, I think it's like the defense something, something. Didn't they feed like acid to a bunch We're of people? We're going to go with what? Didn't they feed acid to a bunch of people to develop psychic powers? I think you're thinking of uh, MK Ultra. I think I am. Um, so, so the project anyway. went. Let's go with Denver International Airport for the time. sure. There you go. You finally we circled the around. Yeah, it was a stretch, <laughs> but you got around. it. So, so the project underwent. And, uh, or went under several other names, um, including uh, Gondola Wish, Grill Flame, Center Lane, Sunstreak, and Scanate. That's what I call the airport. These are all band names. Uh, and and then it finally uh, went under the Stargate program. Gondola Wish. Uh, eventually, and it was released by the CIA. All the all the files um, in 1995, and uh, some dude wrote a book about it in 2002. And in 2009, they made a movie about it uh, called The Money Stark Goats. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. Sweet. Yeah. Um, how do you get the job of naming these like secret policies and whatever? Because I really want to name something like Gondola Wish or like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hot Dog Button or something like hot that. You dog know, like... <laughs> hot, hot, hot Dog Button. Hot Dog Water is a go. Hot Dog Water is a go. Anyway, the Franks are brining. So, so that's 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 what we got for you today. Fish cabinet activate. <laughs> right, I love it. What are your what are your final thoughts? Thank you for reminding me of a fantastic piece of sci-fi. Um, I think that I think I think that my final thought is um, you know, uh, Stargate SG One. Uh, it's a pretty okay series. Um, 
I recommend checking it out. I've been watching the first couple episodes. I'm like on episode eight or nine. I'd give it a four out of five. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, the movie was also pretty fun, so I recommend that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, Skeep. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? It, it, is there a Stargate? Is there a Stargate in the Ziggurat of Ur, or has it been moved, or does it exist, or did it ever exist? Good question. If it exists, I would think it hasn't been moved yet. I would think that there would be complications to moving it. You know, like, why would you move it if it's in that specific location in the first place? Well, you, know? well, you want it to be in America. But you're right. It could be complicated. I we see your point. Yeah, we could potentially, potentially moving it could have negative repercussions of causing it to no longer, Work. you know, work or function or teleport us to the same place that it should be fun that it should be teleporting uh-huh. to i agree uh, i mean the only solid conclusion that i can come to today is that people should probably check out that show and movie it's so good <laughs> oh. this, it sounds a lot like the show and the movie uh, which, exactly which makes me think that which is, someone watched the movie and then was like hey what if i just decided this was real like there's a lot of people that believe this like there's a lot of videos on the internet and a lot of the comments either they were trolling really hard or people really did their research into this and were like yeah man i agree with point a and b and here's why because of this reason and it's just okay yes Keith. part of this reminds me of what we talked about two weeks ago um with the large hadron collider you know, because we've got this talk of like a Stargate being able to, being able to, like that can be functioned and utilized to take us to another. Did location. I mention Stargate? In that it episode? just reminds me of what we talked about with the Large Hadron Collider and how you know part of the conspiracy theory was like how it could create black holes, but you know, like with the con with the concept of the Large Hadron Collider, there's also this idea that like if it could create black holes or anything like that it means that we live beyond four dimensions. Mm-hmm. You know, the three spatial dimensions and the one time dimension. You know, the fact that there could be other universes mm-hmm. um, or little pocket dimensions that exist. Like, that's what it feels like it's tying back into for me. I mean, this least. is this is theoretically planets and basically sort of claiming that, uh, like, wormhole wormholes are, like, there's actual technology that harnesses wormholes. So it's it's it's, it's similar, but... So my final thoughts are: uh, you can skip Stargate Atlantis. It's not the best show. It's it's said somewhere in the future. You see, you see, I was Stargate. talking. I was talking to one of our friends, okay. and he claims that that is better than all of the other shows. SG One's so, great. So so I don't know, man. Like SG One's fantastic. Atlantis is all right. It has I mean, some great characters. I haven't seen Atlantis. I can't. I can't say that I have. All so right. uh, I've heard. I've, I've heard that SG Universe is bad. It's real bad. I've heard that that one's yeah, bad. It's real bad. Uh, though, seriously, like, it would be really cool if this was real. Need a little bit more evidence. I mean, you know, it comes... no evidence. Yeah. Like, just, just, I want this to be real <laughs> all of this, so bad. All of this is theoretical. Just because me- there's, like, like, there's an image that has not yeah. been, there's not been, like, yes, this is an image. 
Brennan, I want this so bad. Just give me a string to hold on to, and I will just run with it. You know, I can't. Maybe maybe we'll look at other Stargates in the future, because mm-hmm. there are a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of literature talking about other uh, stargates. You were right, and supposedly and there's is pretty okay. Yeah, and and since supposedly there's there's other stuff, so uh, other stargates around. This was a cool theory in the world. Alrighty. Um. So 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 before we go, uh, I actually have a story to tell you guys. So pop a squat. Yeah. So so last week, uh, I was at work. And and I walk into I work uh, I I work at a hotel, and so I walk into one of the meeting rooms. There was a Stargate, and there was not a Stargate. Oh. There was a Kurt Russell. There was not a Kurt Russell. Oh man, <laughs> I wish though that'd be sweet. Oh my god. Uh, but anyway, Hero. so truly, so so I walk into one of the meeting rooms, uh, and you know a bunch of a bunch of people had already used the meeting rooms, and there's some there's some chalk left on the table. I'm like, why would I, I? I hate when people leave stuff behind because you always have to either find a home for it in hopes that they come back, or just throw it away. And then when they do come back, you feel really bad about it because you threw it away. Um, so it's just it's just generally not fun. But anyway, so so I pick up the chalk and uh, it it has a weird texture in my hand. So it's 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 pretty weird and pretty different. Chalky, if you would. Chalky, yes. Um, and so. I'm like, huh, this is weird. And so, like, I uh, I draw a circle on the table. Uh, turns out it was magic chalk. Um, Did and, you go to Chalk Zone? And so, and so, what I it, it made a portal. So I was like, oh, sweet. So, like any normal person would do, I draw a big enough portal for me to walk through and yeah. go into Chalk Zone. You went to Chalk Zone. So I went to Chalk Zone. Uh, chalk, chalk. Chuck exactly. Zone. Yeah, I met I met Rudy Tabuti down Ooh, there. Okay. Uh, and I don't remember um, Rudy Tabuti. What that What that other guy was? The blue The blue uh, mask. I don't remember what his name was. His best but yeah, friend. he was a dick. But anyway, anyway, so I'm he in Chalk Zone, and so um, I enter in, and it and it it feels literally like an episode out of uh, out of Stargate here. Okay. Um, because like I show up, and everyone's really excited, but instead of everyone being really excited and interested to meet me, they're having a big argument. Um, they're not sure. Um, basically, they're having like a big contractor issues. One, one guy is trying to build a bridge, and the other guy is like, man, they hired me to build the bridge. And so, and so they're having a big argument. And so conveniently, um, I have my phone on me, and it works in chalk zone. Oh. So that's cool. Um, but anyway, so, so I pull up my phone. Shoutouts to T-Mobile. <laughs> I pull up Three my phone bars, really? <laughs> and uh and head up to uh head up to audible.com because because for whatever reason um audible was the only site that was working there. Um and so and so I head to audible.com and I actually um am able to download a book and and and, and so I show zone. it yeah yeah and and so I show it to the Chalkians and and, and the book that I showed them we can't uh, okay we can't call them that. That's what, really offensive to what? the to the to the people of chalk, uh, the chalk folk, please. They, they, they said that they like being called the Chalkians. Well, I, I just that won't. I do. feel like they can call each other that, but we. That's can't not call your them word. That. That's their like, word. Sorry, sorry. Well, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the chalk folk, um, I, uh, I show them this book, and we sit down and listen to it for for several hours, um, and it's called Conflict Resolution. Let it be as you say, and building bridges together. 
So after after we listened to the book, I drew them a bridge. That's a good resolution. They both got paid. They both were better friends now. And yeah, I mean, and it, it's just Audible is such a helpful. We're just passing over the point where you just have God powers in Chalk Zone where you can just create objects at will. Did you I ever mean, watch Chalk Zone? Did you ever watch Chalk Zone? That's, that's exactly literally what it. I had no concept of what Chalk yeah. Zone is. So. Oh, yeah. Rudy can no, do No, I don't anything. know who Rudy Brendan is. can do Brendan anything. can do anything, including bring the That's chalk right. folk together some, and get rid of conflict. Some form of media I have not experienced. And and you know who helped me? Perhaps a, a radio Audible.com. Audible.com? Yeah, they have they have 180,000 books to choose from to where I was able to help these chalk folk. Some sort of webcomic I haven't read. Maybe like a PBS show. I haven't seen. They they have a bunch of different titles. Uh, Chalk Zone was actually a Nickelodeon TV show. So so Audible.com, it really helped us out here because I was able to get rid of the conflict. And they have 180,000 titles to choose from, a bunch of them. And um, I even gave them our affiliate link, uh, audibletrial.com slash MWRcast. And they were able to sign up for free and got a free trial. Get a free book, get a free trial, you know, win, win, win. Chalk Zone approved. Chalk Zone approved. So if you guys, the listeners, want to uh, want to get a free trial for audible.com, uh, you can head to the affiliate link audibletrial.com slash MWRcast and sign up for free today. As I said, uh, free trial and you get a free book. So what's there to love? If you don't like the book, you can exchange it for a different book. It's, it's great. Um, I use it a bunch. Uh, just like I did for the chalk folk. Now, if you're looking for something more in uh more along the lines of Stargates, um, there are actually Stargate novels. It, there are. Unfortunately, they're not on Audible.com, but uh, there is uh, a book called Aliens in Atlantis: Stargates and the Hidden Realms, um, on Audible as well. So you guys can check that out. And yeah, so once again, that's AudibleTrial.com/slash/mwrcast. Sign up today and get your free trial. Amazing. Solid. Yeah. Thanks, Brendan. I love the Chuck's own story. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> anyway, guys, so um, that's our show for today. Um, if you like this, you guys can uh, leave us a rating on iTunes. When was the last time we said that? <sighs> Is and, iTunes still a thing? And, and by iTunes, I mean Apple Podcasts. Check that out. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and the Stitcher app. You can leave us a, uh, a review in any of those places. Um. You can also find us on social media at MWRCast. That's Facebook, Twitter, and on the Anchor app where you can listen to our alternative facts of the day where we record for about five minutes and talk about our alternative facts of the day. So definitely check that out on anchor.fm slash MWRCast. If you like the music, check out Christian Tadino. He's a pretty cool dude, and he does our music, and he's awesome. Um, and you can check out our website where we post all of our sources and all that stuff and all the information there. Um it's molderwasright.wordpress.com. Yeah. Any, anything else, guys? Uh, you can email sure. us if you want at <laughs> molderwasrightcast at yeah. gmail.com. Do people still use email? Uh, I think so. Do we have a physical address? We we, we do not. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I cannot still... send us fan fan mail. Snail um, fan mail. Snail, snail fan mail. You can send us a... No snail mail. I don't know. If e- you want e- to send mail. us an email, go for it. But they can't send it. We, we don't do analog media. We are strictly digital. We, <laughs> we do not do live presentations of the show. That is correct. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we might, you know. Eventually. Yeah, if, if people are interested in that, people want to watch us. Should we like sit, uh, go to a coffee shop and be like, hey, can we just talk loudly? Yeah. 
for your like ten like ten customers, they might they may enjoy that. They may enjoy that. Yeah, I I, I think about live streaming it. That was the idea. That still would be non-analog. That's still digital. Regardless, they'd be able to. <laughs> we can go be able to interact with us anyway, guys. We can go to live shows. We can go to live shows. Cardigan Hall. <laughs> that, that is a location. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Keep the podcast there. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Buy tickets. And we will uh, see you next week. We're probably going to be talking about, I don't know, something entirely more ridiculous than this. But, you know, we'll talk about Chalk Zone again. Who knows? Wake up, sheeple. People of... Chalk Zone. Rudy's got the chalk, the chalk, oh, the chalk, chalk zone. A lot of chalk zone references. Still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>